BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Now, the list of things that you can buy at the Chicago Reader store at chicagoreader.com. Things to wear like Chicago Reader hats, t-shirts, bandanas, and face masks. Things for your daily life like the Chicago Reader camping mug, Chicago Reader tote bags, and a Chicago Reader reporter's notebook. Things for you to read like our Reader recipes, the Chicago Reader 420 Companion, our Chicago Reader Best of book series from journalists Maya Dukmasaba, Mike Sula, Ben Jarofsky, and Lior Galil, the Chicago Reader coloring book, and the Chicago Reader stay home puzzle. Find the Chicago Reader store at chicagoreader.com and show your support for the nation's first free weekly news newspaper since 1971. Bonus time on the Bendrowski Show as I speak. It's Thursday, February 23rd, 2023. Oh my goodness. About five days out from Chicago's mayoral election. We're going to take a break from mayoral politics. We've been talking nonstop about Chicago mayoral politics. And I'm going to let loose all these feelings and passions I've had that I've stifled because I've been so obsessed with Chicago politics. I haven't been talking about Chicago basketball. My true love. Everybody knows I'm a Bulls fan. <laughs> My beloved Chicago Bulls. Anyway, uh, we talk basketball in general with two distinguished guests. But before I do it, just the, what's in the news? An essay, a column by Rick Morrissey in the Chicago Sun-Times. It's related to basketball. I just have to read this one out. This is a funny one. Rick Morrissey is outstanding. Uh, my humble opinion, Chicago sports columnist, very funny man, but he tends to uh, sort of head into the uh, baby boomer senior citizens country from every now and then, because I think he is uh, a baby boomer. And I recognize that, Rick. I recognize. I struggle with this myself. I'm a baby boomer. I'm older than you. But every now and then you get that little impulse. Like, you know, in my day, we, we didn't, it was three days in a row we played basketball. Yeah, you know, kids today, you know, they won't play a back to back. You know, I understand that impulse. I get it. I feel the same way. Uh, Rick Morrissey writes, he's talking about the high dramatics of uh, Kevin Durant insisting that he should be uh, traded to Phoenix and Kyrie Irving insisting that he be traded to Dallas uh, and how they're all a bunch of prima donnas who run the league. My distinguished guests are just, yeah, dying to talk about this. And he goes, quote, I won't step too high on my old man soapbox here, but when travel teams and AAU ball became more important than high school teams, basketball changed from being about team success with people you go to school with to being about individual advancement with people you text with, end of quote. Uh, Rick, I'm going to take it a different step. If as long as we're baby boomers, old people talking about basketball changes, to me, it's not AAU basketball. AAU basketball was around... Back in the day, Rick, when you were in high school, you just weren't playing AAU. And coaches were 
recruiting kids and kids were moving from one school to another. They were everybody trying to get the best position for themselves. To me, as an old geezer, the big change in Illinois high school basketball, and I say this as a diehard, one-time Illinois high school basketball fan, was we went to four classifications. Used to be two. When I was a kid, it was one. When it was two, it was legitimate competitive basketball. It's like, if you were going to advance to the next round, you're going to beat a quality team. When they went to four, they diluted it. And it was sort of like playing uh, soccer on the lakefront. Everybody's going to get a medal now. Now, I know I'm sounding like an old baby boomer, Rick, but that's the fact. It wasn't AAU basketball, in my humble opinion, that really uh, changed Illinois high school basketball. It was when they went to four classifications and suddenly, like, Simeon's not playing Morgan Park. How is that not possible? Morgan Park's in a different classification than Simeon. That's ridiculous. You're like, just let's just destroy high school basketball. Four divisions. Go back to two. Let's get some legitimate basketball going in the state of Illinois, and then you'll see more interest in high school ball. All right. Enough old man ranting and raving about the good old days from the 70s and the 80s of high school basketball. I'm going to ask my distinguished guests to introduce themselves, and then we're going to have a discussion about basketball, my beloved Bulls in the NBA. And the first distinguished guest is, our first three letters are V-I-C. V-I-C. Thank you for having me. My name is Victoria Williams. I am a partner of Starbucks, Illinois, a partner of uh, the first Craft Grow to open in Illinois. And I also am the owner of ACC of Illinois Transportation and ACC of Illinois Responsible Vendor Training Program here in Illinois. Yes. And uh, welcome back to the show. A diehard Bulls fan, a diehard basketball fan. Uh, and she's eager uh, to advance the conversation. And now, distinguished guests whose first three initials are V-I-N. Introduce yourself. Yes, this is uh, Vincent E. Norman. Uh, glad to be back, you know, uh, on the Ben Jarowski Show with uh, my partner, Inglewood in Crime, Victoria. Inglewood? Mm-hmm. Inglewood. And, uh, you know, ready to talk basketball. You know, it's interesting uh, with the trades and everything that's been going on. And, uh, <clears throat> hey. Let's get into it. Uh, I'll, let's start uh, with the trades. We'll, we'll start with you, Vincent and Victoria. You follow up. Of, I've been uh, ecstatic, uh, Vincent and Victoria. I've been ecstatic. The Chicago Bulls acquired uh, through free agency uh, the great Patrick Beverly, 2006 graduate of Marshall High School on the west side. I saw him play high school basketball. And um, the Bulls... They've been so down, uh, Vincent and Victoria. They lost their last six games. It was like they were afraid at key moments. Like they built up a big lead, and then the other team would make a charge, and they would collapse. It's like they were afraid of losing. It was like in their brains. And it just seemed like they had lost. They just they lost their edge, and it just seemed like other teams were pushing them around. And this thing about Patrick Beverly. Patrick Beverly is not a superstar. He's not going to score 20 points a game. He's not going to score 15 points a game. But he has a fire, Vincent. He plays with a passion. He plays with the determination not to lose. He's fearless in so many ways. He's a kid from Marshall High School that everybody said would never make it. And now he's like in his, what, 10th year in the NBA? He's a survivor. I am so excited that a Chicago kid 
is coming to the Bulls, and he's saying it. I'm going to turn this team into a winner, and we're going to make the playoffs. I'm very excited. Vincent, do you share my excitement, or do you think I'm getting a little too carried away? Go. I do share your excitement. Uh, I think the last time we was on here, you know, it's still, to me, it just boils down to coaching. You know, I said it the last time we was here. Donovan, he's a good guy. I like him. He won a couple of championships in Florida, but he's not the guy. He's just not the guy, you know. And, you know, how many African-American coaches would have been given this opportunity? What, he's been here, what, six, eight years? No, no. He, he, uh, he's he been here. Hold on, I could do it. One, two, three. This is his third year. No, no. <laughs> not the third year. Hold on. It's got to be at least. Now you, it's the third year? Wait, time out. With the Bulls. He had. He Bulls. was with. You're, you're, if you're talking about his career total from Oklahoma, yes, it's about eight years. He started at Oklahoma Thunder, Oklahoma no, City no, Thunder. No, no, I'm talking about with the Bulls. So he, yeah, so 2021. I think, I think he's going on his fourth year, right? Uh, 2021, 2022, 2023. I'll make a bet at the restaurant of your choice, and I'll be enjoying that meal. <laughs> okay, all right. You probably got me on that. Okay, I probably but, do. You know, yeah, but but go to ahead. Me, He's not the coach, but uh, I, I am excited about uh, Patrick Beverly. You know, he's a hometown kid. He's a good, you know, uh, quality, energized basketball player. I've always liked him. Uh, he's, you know, he plays in between a Dennis Rodman and uh, a Bill Lambert. You know, I'm going way back, right? But, you know, uh, I think he's going to do a lot for the Bulls. I think he's going to be able to tell those young guys to get into, you know, get them really to be more aggressive. And then, really, he's a basketball coach uh, coach on the, on the floor. So I'm excited. Victoria, your thoughts? So I'm excited about it. Um, you know, we always happy to have one of our own to come back home. Just come back home, you know. And we all say the same thing. The Bulls need a superstar, you know. They really, really do. They need a real – I mean, you know, it's only so much these guys can do. So I'm hoping – that he does come in and shake up and change the momentum around the team. Cause you can see that the momentum is not there like it used to be when it comes to the Chicago Bulls. And I'm a diehard Bulls fan. So I'll be looking into a lot of different things when I go out to the games, you just see the dynamics of things changing and, and our team needs some excitement there. You know, they lost their momentum. Alonzo ball is out, you know, it's, it's, we need, we need some help, and I'm really hoping that be- I'm go- I'm planning on going to at least one or two games to see him play because I personally have not seen him play. Like, even though I travel, sometimes I go to different basketball games in Oklahoma, and, and um, I went to see the Pelicans play in Miami. I went to see, you know, the Heats play. I have never seen him physically play, so I'll be happy to see him see him get out there. Hopefully it changed the momentum because it, it, it's rough seeing them lose the way they've been losing. Do you uh, share uh, Vincent's uh, apprehension about Billy Donovan as a coach? Or Now, you know I'm not a fan of firing coaches. That's Vincent's thing. <laughs> That's Vincent's thing. Talent is talent, right? And you guys got to look at what do we have at the, on the Chicago Bulls. Who do we have? We got DeRozan, all right? 
He can only carry that team so far. We got Zach Levine. He can only carry the team so far. We got AC. They can only do, we do not have a superstar on the Chicago Bulls. We don't. We got a no, 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 we we do have we do have a superstar now. I, Benny, you know, we can't di- we can't really discount Demarcus Rosen. You know, I mean that guy since he's been with the team has played clearly beyond expectations, and he has been a superstar player. I mean, even when Zach was out, who saved the he day? Has been- I agree. He has been holding that team down. However, he can only do so much, Vincent. And I like him as a player. I like seeing his hustle. And that boy goes hard. I I see it all the time. He goes out there. He gives 100%. But that team needs help. They need a superstar. Well, they they don't. Patrick Beverly, just so everybody knows, is not a superstar. I I said that up top. I'm going to repeat that again. Uh, I know what you're saying, Victoria. The Bulls don't have a player that is in the elite 10. Uh, And that's what you're talking. Elite, the elite classification of a player that the other team uh, fears. And the Bulls, I love DeMar DeRozan as much as uh, Vincent and Victoria, you do. But I do not believe... DeMar DeRozan is an elite player. Now, the Bulls signed Zach Levine. Vincent, I'm going to ask you about this. They gave him the max contract, over $200 million, suggesting that he was an elite player. But in my humble opinion, Vincent, he's not played like an elite player, to put it mildly, this season. Your thoughts? I can tell you, I've got a lot of phone calls and a lot of apologies when I said, do not, and Victoria, you know, I said, do not give him the max. Do not give that man the max. I said that because, and then what he do? Soon he get the max. You know, he tuck his tail, give us, what, 14 points a game, maybe that, 15, 16. And then on top of that, he had the audacity to ask for a trade to the Lakers. Oh my God, we done gave you the max amount of money that a superstar player gets, and you can't even give us the effort, and you want to be traded? You know what? Now, I agree with the general manager on this one. Heads off to them for not trading them. No, 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 no. You're going to stay here, and you're going to earn this money, and you're going to play. It was Plain a pure slap in the face when he asked to be traded. Like, dude, we brought your real oh jerseys, God. okay? <laughs> we thought you was going to show up <laughs> and show out. My kids got those expensive jerseys. Everybody wearing eight in this house, you know? And um, I remember when we first got them, um, I got a suite at the um, – in, in the 200 level, we had a suite, and we had, like – invited 20 friends and family and we was all excited to see Zach Levine like he about to show up and show out you know and um like Vincent said we're getting bare minimum from him because he don't want to be there and that's not fair to us as fans because we pay money to see you perform it's not fun going to a losing game ask my son he just had to experience that (laughs) 
Uh, I don't. I don't need to ask him. I've uh, I've season ticket holder this year with uh, my friends on a bowling team. <laughs> We've sat through some really wretched games, Victoria. Uh, our seats up in the nosebleed sections. All right, Victoria, your thoughts. Uh, Patrick Beverly. He came here, gave a press conference yesterday, and he uh, sick, uh, he he mentioned Zach Levine by name. He said he met. I mean. He he basically said, "I'm going to light uh, a fire under this man's butt." He pretty much said that. He it, it was like he was watching the Bulls from afar, and you kind of get a sense, like when Patrick Beverly said that. You had I had a sense what other players on other teams were talking about when they looked at the Bulls. Like when Patrick Beverly said that thing, I'm gonna it's going to be a wake up time for Zach Levine. I had a feeling, Victoria, that other players, when they're among themselves and not in front of the microphones, are saying, "What? Damn, Zach Levine has taken a step back. What's the matter with Zach Levine?" Like the other day, he missed free throws uh, in in the closing moments of that game against the Pacers, uh, where, where he settles for shots or passes the ball, doesn't take the sh- settles for three point shots. It's passed the ball, doesn't take the shots. I get the feeling that. There's kind of like a, a, a undercurrent of questioning about Zach Levine, and that is why Patrick Beverly uh, signaled him out. Your thoughts? Will Patrick Beverly light a fire under Zach Levine? Victoria, then Vincent, you go. Absolutely. I think it's necessary, and I, I like that he, Patrick came in the game saying that because sometimes we lose that. We lose that moment. I know what that feels like being in the cannabis industry. Remember when 2019, everybody was excited to apply and get dispensaries and then it became a WAP show in Illinois. So I know what that feels like. And I really, I do think that Patrick is going to come in and shake up, you know, he's a little bit older. He's a little bit seasoned. He has the experience and I think they respect their team players and it's going to be some uniqueness to them never playing together, them learning each other's style of playing um, but at the same time, it's hard being somewhere you don't want to be. So we we have to see that part, like you know. But I think that as teammates and um and and Zach Levine has great sportsmanship as well. I don't think he's just gonna walk out and do some Kyrie Irving stuff. But you know, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> I wish, he, uh, well, you know what? I wish he would play like Kyrie. No, with Kyrie, I, I was talking about <laughs> in regards to. The well, we'll talk about that. We're that's next on our agenda. We're going to get to uh, <laughs> Mr. Irving and Durant. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, let me let me let, let me let me say this. Um, I think that you're going to hear in the next two weeks some locker room incidents because Patrick Beverly is going to set Zach Levine straight. And it's going to happen in the locker room because the bottom line is this. Patrick Beverly has played with Kawhi, uh, Paul, LeBron. He's played with some pretty big superstars. And he knows what it means to have a max contract and perform on that court. And that's what Zach is not doing. And he's not going to allow that to happen. For one, he's a Chicago kid. He's a Chicago Bulls fan. He's like, dude, you cheating the game. You're cheating the city. You're cheating our fans. And he's going to take that personal. So if Zach is not up to the challenge, look for Zach to be, you know, begging. He ain't going nowhere, but begging to uh, reprieve. <laughs> Don't get the money back. <laughs> <laughs> Vincent, that, nobody no ever gives money, money back, back, okay? 
I don't know. I don't. I don't see it being like that, though. I I think that you know when you respect these leaders that are in the industry, and sometimes you have to take. You know, I think a conversation amongst men will be had, and I think that you know I, Patrick will inspire him and light that fire under him. Like he, he he's not. You know, and I'm I'm pretty sure he's feeling it too after these games. He knows he's not giving his all. Come on now. We looked at him. Go go back and look at what he was doing three years ago versus now. So he knows he's not putting in the effort. We saw him shots that he should have made that he passed the ball. Like, come on, why didn't you make the shot? So I think that I don't think it's gonna be you know, I hope there's no riffraff and that, you know, people can take heed to folks that are trying to help you in your career and and and, and don't allow you to be a detriment to yourself in this game. You know, uh, Vince, when you look at the Bulls uh, this year uh, and I think they're they like I said, they came into to the all star break as we do this interview with a six game losing streak, losing that some bums terrible teams really disappointing games that game against indiana victoria and vince i don't think i will get over it It'd take up like a month for me to get over it they blew the 26 point lead uh so very disappointing team uh vincent i'll start with you and then victoria you weigh in what to you has been the most uh disappointing aspect of the Chicago Bulls, maybe the most disappointing player on the Chicago Bulls. And what have you been most impressed by, if there's anything, with this year's Chicago Bulls? Vincent. <sighs> uh, disappointing is Zach. Uh, you know, disappointing is to know that we do have a really good team. We, I, you know, now, um, what's the kid, our center? Vukovic? Vooch? Our center yeah. name? Uh, mm. Lukovic, Luke, he plays well. You know, he's, I, I had to give to him, uh, consistent. Um, a lot, and then a lot of times that goes along with your superstar player or your max player. We just, we were called Zach, our max player. <laughs> Let's call him that. And, uh, I think sometimes, uh, you know, the team as a whole, when you don't see your leader, because everybody knows he got a max contract. Everybody knows he's not playing up to that contract, so that 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 creates you know animosity. That creates a little you know division among you know. Hey, this guy got all this money, but and he's not carrying the load, and we got to carry the load. Shoot, we want some of that money, <laughs> you know. And so I, I mean that that does happen, and so I think the disappointment, you know, plain and simple is Zach. Uh, what I'm inspired by is. is was Luke? How you call his name? Oh, Luke? Vukovic. Yeah, yeah. Center? Vooch. Just say Vooch. Yeah. Luke yeah. Vukovic. I like Vukovic. 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 Yeah. Yeah. But, so Vooch. How do you? How do you? Vooch. Just, I know you got a when he comes in, they boo. Okay. But it sounds like they're booing. Vooch. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Vooch. Okay, I got you. Yeah, they call him Vooch. Yeah. But you know, but you, when you see Vooch play, I mean, he he comes to the game. He he brings his uh lunch, you know, lunch pail, his lunch bucket, and he gets down there, he gets his rebounds, you know, when they throw the ball down there, he's consistently scoring, and so I think that is the good thing, and I think um, Patrick's going to help that situation as well, so, you know, that's that's what I see as a positive. I'm going to have to say Alonzo Ball being injured and not playing is, is something that um, I'm not happy with. You know, that, that I have Alonzo Ball's jersey from when he played in L.A. 
you know, I, I followed the Ball brothers and their story and how they father advocated for them. And I was so happy when he came to the Bulls. And I'm like, you know, you know me, Vincent. I'm always in a, the positive spirit. We're going to we're gonna win this thing, you know? And I was just like, and to not get him to play and see, you know, Ben, my agent hit me a couple of times and was trying to get me to buy a half a season, you know? Do you want to buy half a season? No, this time I'm going to pass up on those season tickets because these players that I come to see are not, they're either injured or not, or they're underperforming. And so I'm just, I'm, let's see, what can I, let me t- find a positive about this. Cause you asked for three things, right? Um, two. All right. Um, something positive. Um, uh, the rest of the team, AC. No, see, your <laughs> silence was my answer. I can't think of anything positive to say about this year's Chicago Bulls team. I just, the biggest disappointment I feel uh, that it just, it's, and it's nobody's fault. Uh, Lonzo Ball did not play. You know, I, I share your love for his game, Victoria. And, and when he was healthy last year and he played, it was a, f- a really fun team to watch. The way the ball moved, uh, the energy he brought to it. All right, let's shift gears, go to the NBA. We're going to start with Victoria. And I know uh, there's going to be a little disagreement here because uh, I've already had a little conversation with Vincent before we went on the air. And this has to do with Kyrie Irving. Uh, leaving Brooklyn, forcing, essentially forcing Brooklyn to trade him uh, to the Dallas Mavericks. And uh, Victoria, your thoughts about Mr. Irving forcing the trade? Go ahead. I mean, have you guys seen him performing ever since he left? He's happy. He's showing out. He's scoring well. Um, You know, I I really... I laugh at some of these things because I'm like some players be making decisions based on other players. Right. You know, and that's why I was like, look, and Kevin Durant, he got you to leave Golden State to go to Brooklyn Nets. And then he left to go somewhere else. You know, like you can't worry about what somebody else doing. You got to focus on what you're doing and your own goals because they'll leave you high and dry like Kyrie did. No offense, but at least he's performing. At least he left. And he's performing very well. So, you know, we don't know exactly what all goes on in those organizations that make those players unhappy. Some of these players whine too much. You know, they complain way too much. You know, like, oh, my God, I have not seen the NBA like this, like in all of my life. You know, Jordan didn't get out there and complain and say, send me somewhere else. You know, I'm not happy with this person, you know? And so it's like now, like you said earlier, when, when they packing on teams, they create their own teams and they power players. And Hey, won't you come over here and play with me? And we want to win a ring. You should be able to win a ring with whoever you play with. Cause you, that player, if you are that player, if you are, who you say you are, you should be determined to win no matter who you plan with. So, I mean, I'm glad he's, you know, things is going good for him, but you know, the way he left, I was like, Hmm, he definitely forced that one. Well, you know, me, (laughs) I mean, I am happy for Kyrie, but you know, but not only is he playing lights out now, but you know, remember when, when Kevin Durant got hurt, 
he he I think he deliberately wanted to show the Nets, Kevin Durant, and the owner just how valuable he was. I mean, he was averaging almost thirty some points a game. He's playing lights out the last six, seven games that he played with the Nets. And then what what's really not being talked about is that, you know, just how he was treated, you know, plain and simple by the owner, somewhat by the league, and even somewhat by the players. You know, he's always the pro- problem child. But um, it just seems like when you voice your opinion, people put you in a doghouse. And that should not be. We should have freedom of speech. We should be able to, you know, voice our opinions. And like you said, uh, Victoria, uh, KD left a great situation with with uh, Golden State. With Golden State and to go to the Nets. And who knows how many championships exactly. they would have won. At least they won one without him. But who knows how many championships they would have won in the West if he had stayed there. And that never panned out. And then not only that, you had Harden come there. And Harden, you know, didn't like the fact that, you know, uh, Kyrie took didn't want to take the shot and wasn't playing. So he went to, you know, so they forced the trade. But the players have the control. But, you know, uh, like you said, Jordan, Pittman, these players back in the day, even Magic, you know, they would have just they they always had issues in the locker rooms. We know that. But they stuck they stuck with the team. They fought it out. They stuck with the team. These guys now they want to leave. All right. So let me address this. I'll give you my opinion and then you respond. I have no problem. No problem whatsoever with high priced, high talented NBA superstars calling shots they are high-priced high-paid superstars and they're prima donnas it's like the world of opera you have stars that people come to see and so as a result of that they have clout and influence and i'm like that's the way of the world I, you know, uh, movie stars can control like the director or the writer because they bring a value to the movie. And also it just brings interest in the sport. You know, where's Kyrie going to go now? What's, where's Kevin Durant going to go? I mean, yes, I understand, Vincent uh, and Victoria. The world has changed dramatically from when I started watching basketball in the late 60s, <laughs> okay? But uh, it's just like you, that's just you go with the change. It is a different world. Players have more clout. They have more money. They have more influence. I see nothing wrong with Coach, hey, if, if a, the owner of a team doesn't like a player, they will cut that player in a heartbeat. The Lake, the Bulls got, we've talked about Patrick Beverly. The Bulls got Patrick Beverly because the Lakers cut him, essentially, by dumping him and trading him. There was no loyalty to Patrick Beverly. There's never any loyalty. When the owners do it, I don't hear anybody crying about the lack of loyalty. Do you know how, uh, in my humble opinion, Lou Aldang got mistreated by the Lakers and Magic Johnson when he was there? They wouldn't play him. Magic told him, he goes, I don't want you playing because I want the younger players to play. So they just made Luau sit on the bench. I I didn't hear anybody like 
standing up for Luol Dangs. You know, I mean, it's, so Kevin Durant's got influence. Kyrie Irving's got influence for whatever reason. I don't really understand why. They want out of Brooklyn. They don't want to play together anymore. That's the way it goes in the NBA. Uh, power players have power, and they're using it. Vincent, do you think I'm being too fair and tolerant of the high-profile player in the NBA? Go. No, I mean, you know, whether we like it or not, you know, I call it the seven to ten year uh, change of of life, you know, right? So, I mean, what we left out was social media. The influence of social media uh, is really impactful. I think that's what really uh, got Kevin Durant to leave in the first place. You know, uh, there was a lot of things said about him on social media with Draymond Green. They got into it and you know, these guys are emotional. They, they in their feelings. They got their family talking. So, again, <clears throat> they do have the power. And uh, I think that uh, Tom Brady did it. Nobody says nothing, right? Um, you know, uh, there are NFL players that does it all the time. Uh, the one, uh, what is Adam from Green Bay? Um, oh, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers took the bulk of the money is the reason why Adams left. And he saw how that played out. So, you know, uh, a lot of times, you know, these players make decisions. They're their decisions. They have to carry it. And it is what it is. But, you know, good or bad, sometimes they're good. Sometimes it don't work out. Yeah, but LeBron started this mess and shook up the NBA. Okay. When he decided to put his three people together and go to Miami and create their sweet heat team, you know, that's when it really shook up for the NBA. The NBA was doing just fine before all of this happened so he can well, get a ring. Not, not LeBron. You're missing the Celtics. I mean, the, the Le- Celtics, LeBron the Celtics, was, I, Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen. Yeah, but it, but Victoria's point was that, see, this is the point I was making. The, the Celtics assembled that the team. The power play came yes. when LeBron yes. flexed his power. That's right. when the power play took. He was the first flex in the NBA. That's all I'm saying. And I love that Boston team, by I the way, love that, that you're talking that's about. One t- I yes. love when Paul Pierce played for them. They had KD. They had Westbrook. I no, no, no. love they Boston They had KG, in those years. Uh, Kevin Garnett. Uh, Ray John Rondo, Paul Pierce, uh, yeah, and uh, uh, Doc Rivers was the coach, pride and joy of Proviso East High School. All right. Uh, so, Victoria, let me play devil's advocate with you. I hear what you're saying about LeBron in 2010, free agent, went, took his talents to South Beach. Remember the decision? I'm going to take my talents to South Beach, play with the Miami Heat, and then D Wade uh, and Chris Bosch sign with them. All right. And so, fans throughout the country, outraged by this so let me ask you this as a diehard chicago bulls fan if he had announced i'm taking my talents to the city of chicago and the chicago bulls would you have been denouncing lebron james victoria go 
Absolutely not. Let's be honest. <laughs> but, at the, no, but, but, but at the end of the day, it still would have been a flex. If he would have did what he did in Chicago, it still would have been a flex. He changed the dynamics of the NBA the moment he put his trio together. And now everybody wants to follow and sue to say, hey, if this is how we got to get our ring, then come on over here and wash <laughs> and this person and this person. I, I, I had no problem with him flexing. I just think he flexed in the wrong direction. If he had flexed in Chicago, <laughs> I would have been very, very happy with that. Vincent, go ahead. Well, I, I go back to, you know, uh, Kobe. Kobe told the bus, if you do not trade Shaq after they won three rings, I'm leaving. That was the biggest flex because think about it. They had, a, they had to make a decision. Do we get rid of the dominant Shaq that's aging now, or do we uh, let Kobe leave a young, in, in his prime, Kobe leave? And so that was a flex. They traded, a lot of people don't know now, remember, they traded Shaq. They got Kawan Butler, they got Odom, and that team went on to win two championships. And even though Shaq did win a championship with Dwayne Wade, but that was the flex. That to me, that was one of the big flex. That was huge. And by the way, Magic flex too. Back in the eighties, people forget this. He got a coach fired when uh, uh, Paul Westhead, I think it was, very early on. So players have flexed, and Michael Jordan was always complaining about Jerry Krause uh, back in the uh, in the Bulls days. Well, you know, uh, yeah, but but his when when LeBron did it, it was for a ring. He wanted a ring. True. Uh, yeah, Kobe, yeah. Well, these guys did their things. This was a, a, a little male ego situations that they were having, you know, totally different because they all were great players, hands down. And LeBron did his flex for a ring. Uh, that's a very good point. Uh, all right. Uh, Victoria, you haven't heard this uh, yet, uh, Vincent, on this topic. So, uh, I'm going to uh, ask him to weigh in. I'll delve into what he was saying to me before we went on air. He was talking about Ja Morant, who is an unbelievably talented guard for the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, but Vincent has some interesting theories and thoughts on Ja Morant. So, Vincent, without further ado, share your thoughts about Ja Morant. You know, I, I think for someone such as uh, talented as he is, he can't leave the streets alone. He feels like he has to have that reputation, that gang-banging mentality. And it showed when <clears throat> that incident happened, when his friends, you know, pointed a laser at, uh, I forgot what, I think it was the Pacer bus or whatever team that was. And, um, you know, in, in the NBA, they investigated that. And, and you know, <clears throat> The NBA has so much to lose to lose John Morant. You know that. We know that. So, but they did investigate it, and um, I'm not sure what actually happened, but, you know, it's kind of been swept under the rug. But I think if that would have been uh, a non-superstar player, he would have been out of the league. We both know that. But like I said, there's so much invested in John Morant. He is a above-the-rim superstar. And he is the next face of the superstar. So they're trying to curtail that and hopefully turn him around. And, you know, but, uh, yeah, 
bad business for the league. Victoria, you have any thoughts about John Morant before I weigh in? You know, Vincent, I don't like that everybody blames him for what his friends did. And the guilt by association, you have to, yes, you have to distance yourself from certain things. But how was he supposed to know that this was his friend was going to do? I'm pretty sure him and his friend has probably had a falling out since this incident because what your, your actions affects my career. But it's so unfortunate that we blame others or we have to take responsibilities for our family members' actions, right? You know, like if somebody, if, if one of my family members was to, you know, open a dispensary across the street, it would be my fault. Like, how was he supposed to know that this was going to happen? You know, and I know this is not the first time he has been in trouble. And me being a kid from Inglewood, I'm always going to be able to say there's always room for growth, you know, under the right leadership. He had to have, be around people that he respect, because if he doesn't respect what you're saying, he's not nothing that you say is going to resonate with him. So, you know, I don't I can't place that blame on him. And I am happy that he didn't get cut from the team for the actions of somebody else. If I lose my job, I want to lose my job because I listen, did listen, something the wrong. The NBA is not going to give up uh, a franchise player that is bringing in billions for them. You got to look at it. No, he's not going anywhere. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. But my thing was, he did tweet uh, as a co-signer to that action to that incident, which he really shouldn't have even did that. You know, so that's what that's really what the incident was about was the fact that he co-signed. Like, yeah, these are my guys, and I roll with them. You know, he could have left that comment alone. You know, so that's really what got him in trouble. I'm a fan. You know, I'm a fan of his. You know, I mean, he's a a one of a kind type player, right? But at the end of the day, we know this is business and we know that the NBA is going to definitely look the other way, sweep it under the rug and try to make it, you know. Well, I believe someone talked to him. They may sweep it on. I believe a conversation was held. You can uh, rest assured a conversation was held. Uh, But you're absolutely correct, Vincent, when you say if it wasn't a superstar, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there are two double standards and triple standards, uh, not just in the NBA, but in life. Yes. And yeah. everything. And absolutely. And everything. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Now, was, as long as we're talking about John Morant, I got to tell you guys, I get such a kick out of John Morant's father. And I want to get your thoughts on this one. This man is so happy that his son is living the life in the NBA. Shows up at every game. He always used to have a cocktail in his hand at every single game. He's he's got these great seats. I uh, love it. Yeah, I just. <laughs> he's so what a character. I don't I don't know uh, Victoria if you saw the one where he got he mixed it up with uh, Shannon Sharp, the former NFL football player. Who, if you ever seen the guy is chiseled out of stone. I mean, he is one of the strongest men uh, that you'll see. <laughs> over 50, I think he's over 50 years old, Vincent. He looks like Vincent, you know, real strong and muscular. And uh, and there was uh, Daddy Morant getting into with him at the courtside of a Lakers game, and I'm just shaking my head going, he may have carried it too far in this particular instance, uh, but enjoying life, enjoying your son's uh, superstardom, I don't know. I get a, a big kick out of it. your thoughts, Vincent E. Norman, about uh, Jean Morant's father. Well, <clears throat> you know, he's a he's <clears throat> one. 
is that I think he might have been, don't quote me on this, maybe 15, 16 years old when he had his son. So he's a he's a young man still, right? <clears throat> he's a young dad. And, you know, the energy and the fact that he's he's in his son's life. And, you know, from day one, he didn't, you know, like a lot of, you know, we get some dad be dads or whatever, you know, whether black, white, green, purple. But I love the fact that he's in his son's life. I love the fact that he's on the court making sure that his son is doing, the, you know, the right thing. And I'm sure he had a talk with his son as well. Um, but, you know, that was that was to me, him and Shannon Sharp. It was it was shucking the job and <clears throat> stuff that we see. A lot of times, Victoria, you know, in, growing up in Inglewood, we see our uncle and our cousin, they about to kill each other. And then all of a sudden, at the end of the day, they're hugging each other. And that's exactly what happened at the end of the game. They went up like men, shook each other's hands, hugged each other, and that was the end of it. From the outside looking in, yeah, it looked like it was going to be a, something going on, but it really it was just some shucking and jive and some, you know. Even LeBron said at the end, he said, I'm rolling with Shannon. <laughs> Remember? Yes, he did. So, uh, <laughs> Victoria, and, and and that's like, yeah, like like Benson said, growing up, you know, in Inglewood for sure. Yeah, that's my cousin. Me and my cousin can have riffraff. Just don't you insert yourself into our riffraff, because at the end of the day, we can smack a cousin around and then pick them up, tell them we love them and to drop them off to the next exit. You know, <laughs> that's just what we do. So, yeah, I know it was like some people didn't expect it, but, you know, I'm glad they handle it the way yeah, it should I, be nothing handled. Came out was a serious fight, uh, but it was it was kind of funny when I watched Stephen Adams, who's the center for uh, um Memphis as sort of John Morant's protector. You know how every superstar has a protector. Michael Jordan, Charles Oakley, when he was with the Bulls, was just, you mess with Michael, you got to mess with me. Bill Cartwright uh, served that role uh, later on with the elbows. So Stephen Adams comes over to Shannon Sharp, and Vincent, I'm looking at that like, you know, I'm a, a fight fan, a boxing fan. I'm like, wow. What a, Steve? I mean, if you guys have seen Stephen Adams, he's pretty freaking big and strong. Yeah, he's a big guy, a and big I'm guy. like Shannon Sharp versus Stephen Adams. Hmm, that'd be an interesting matchup. Uh, and if you notice, Vincent, neither one took the step. You know what I mean? You know what I mean about this step? Like you stand. Yeah, there. no, no, neither one of them. It was a mutual. It was a mutual. Hey, leave my guy alone. And Shannon Sharp was, I'll leave your guy alone, but leave my guy alone too. Meaning LeBron James. <laughs> yeah. And they just stood there and I'm like, that's fine. Just stand there. And All right. We're going to close down with some predictions. So much fun talking basketball with you guys. Uh, let's just get some early predictions and we'll follow it up uh, in a few weeks to see how you're doing. Uh, early predictions. Uh, Vincent, we'll start with you. Who will emerge from the West? Now, the trades have been made. Uh, teams have fortified themselves. Uh, who will emerge from the West and the East, in your humble opinion, uh, for the finals? You know, I, I still have to go with... I still have to go with Boston, you know? I, I think that... Uh, I think Boston has a really complete team. Um you know, and my my second pick would be um, Milwaukee. I just think uh, 
Doc, for the Philadelphia uh, 76ers, Doc just doesn't have the players that can go all the way. I mean, they got great, you know, superstars, but let's face it. Um, Harden, when things don't go right, he goes into a shell. You can't do that in the playoffs. You can't do that in the playoffs. Time and time again, shown that he is not the guy to lead that team. And it'll be, you know, we know his, you know, he plays hard, but uh, nah. so I'm, I'm looking at Boston. On the west side of town, man, I tell you, <laughs> it's tough. But again, I think that if if Kyrie and Luca, if if they gel together, uh, they might come out the West. But my pick out of the West, is <sighs> <laughs> the Clippers. I'm rooting for the Clippers. I'm rooting for the Clippers. I, I thought you were going to say the Warriors. I cannot stand the Warriors. I thought I, you were going to say the know, Warriors. I, I, the Warriors are my team, but I just it's just something about, I want to see uh, Russell. You know, Westbrook. I want to see him. You know, do well. You know, and uh, I want the Clippers to lose so Russell Westbrook will come to the Bulls. <laughs> you heard it first. I was hoping the Bulls would get Russell Westbrook <laughs> right now, Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> I want them to lose so he can leave and come to Chicago. So who do you predict will make it uh, to the finals? All right. So I am the opposite of, of Vincent. Um, Milwaukee is my, my number one pick. Uh, Milwaukee has been on a winning streak. Okay. And Giannis is the reason they got a brand new stadium. Have you guys been there yet? No, they got a brand yet. new stadium. Yeah, they do. They got a brand new stadium. I got season tickets, Vince, and I'll, I'll get you some. All right, get you to a game. Inglewood. Now let me tell you a little bit about this stadium that I call it the Giannis Stadium because he's the reason why it's there. Right? You can park in their stadium, leave your coat in the car, walk across the bridge, and you are in the stadium. Not just that; they have a um, punch bowl social right across the street. In another social place that you don't have to go nowhere. You can walk out the stadium and literally walk right into a punch bowl social after the game, have fun with your friends, you know. And so, yeah, Milwaukee is number one for me. And as you've seen them play Boston, in the beginning of that game, Boston led all four quarters and they lost. Okay. And they, they are my number two. Milwaukee is my number one. And I'm I'm so excited that I'm a Kevin Durant fan, actually. But I'm excited that he's coming to Milwaukee to play <laughs> against them. Um, and Ben, I know you don't like the Warriors, but I'm going to have to go with the Warriors. I don't want the Clippers to win. I want Westbrook to come to Chicago. You know, I want them to just walk around sad and just make some decisions about going elsewhere. <laughs> you know, they make some emotional decisions. I'm out of here. <laughs> Get emotional and come to the Bulls. So you Thank Milwaukee you. Milwaukee versus Warriors in the finals. Okay. Uh, so I'm with you, uh, Milwaukee. Bar this is all barring injury. Okay, obviously, barring injury. And I do believe, I, 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 we're all three in agreement, it'll be between Boston and Milwaukee for the right to get to the finals. And I say Milwaukee will prevail. Giannis, he's just unbelievable. He's the best player in the game right now, in my humble opinion. And he will carry them. And I'm going to go uh, to uh, Vincent E. Norman country from the West. 
I am predicting the Clippers will emerge in the West. It's not who I want to emerge. I might who my favorite team is, or I do kind of like the Clippers. Uh, and uh, I do not believe Russell Westbrook will ever come to my beloved Chicago Bulls, Victoria. Uh, and furthermore, I don't know if, like, next year, if Ball is healthy, please, Ball, be healthy. Uh, that will be the position that, uh, you know, that Westbrook would have. So I'm going to go with Vincent on this one. I think he's I, Kawhi Leonard. Oh, Victoria, he looks so like young Kawhi Leonard. The last couple of games I got to see, him. and if he's healthy, that man will carry them, in my humble opinion, to the finals. And Paul George can play the Scottie Pippen role, uh, and they got a great coach too. So I'm predicting. No, I know, Ben. I, I agree with you. They they really got a good, solid team. I'm just telling you, I want them to lose because I, <laughs> I can want understand Westbrook that in Chicago. That's just some selfishness. That's Victoria's selfishness. <laughs> That's the Bulls fan in you uh, speaking out. That's the Bulls fan in you. All right. It's so much fun, Vincent and Victoria. Thank you very much. Uh, and let's do it this again uh, real soon, all right? All right. Let's do it. All right. Absolutely. And before we end, Ben, let's not forget the Bears slept on Mahomes. Let's oh talk my! About well, that we will get. Time. You know what? We may have to bring you back for a special Bears draft thing because I, I I can't even get the words out. I can't even articulate the words at this moment because I was so mad at the Bears all year. And uh, Victoria, I know you're a diehard Bears fan. I couldn't. I was. I couldn't watch them. I felt like I hate tanking in sports. They tanked. They were unwatchable. And I was worried for Justin Fields' life. Every moment he was on the field running for his life. You and me both. Remember? <laughs> we both was concerned. And I said, and man, we could have had right. Patrick Mahomes. Oh, and they slept on him. And Kansas City yeah, got I, another I, ring. Okay. Now mm. you die. I, it's gonna, <laughs> I don't think I'll ever get over that one. That was the draft of 2000. Oh, let's trade out for Mitch Trubisky. All right. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll bring us back for some Bears talk. Uh, Vincent, thank you very much. Victoria, thank you very much as well. And I'm Ed Jarofsky. Take care, everybody. Take care, everybody.